0: Hello. We'll move with the substitution reaction. Substitution, as I said last time, A B plus C will give you this B will push, A, sorry, B will be pushed by C and then it will be substituted and it will form A C plus B. This kind of reaction where one element or one atom or one group is being removed by the other and taken its place, is known as the substitution reaction. That here, NU is your nucleophilic, which means love positive charge. Nucleophiles f- are, nucleo comes from the nucleus word and file means to love. Me- like you have phobia. Phobia means fear, so philic is your like so philic word gives comes that it loves nucleus so the substitution of the nucleophile or nucleophile will substitute a group or a one element which is known as your living group and take it for or take its place like this it will form a compound with this organic compound or organic group having carbon this what we get is your compound plus you will get your living group as it is or it can, can combine with any other element and form a compound. Clear? Nucleophile okay. can came hmm. in and substituted X. In this case, X, uh, new, uh, uh. Nucleophile and X both are nucleophile. You can call them both as nucleophile because... This X which is leaving is also substituting this to its place. Yes? Yeah. So, that is why here both can be called nucleophile. But when you see the charge, you will come to know which is the main nucleophile here. Both will carry the same thing. See, both will carry two electrons or electron numbers on it. But because one is substituting other, they are called as nucleophiles.
1: Got it. Now,
0: type of nucleophilic substitution there are basically four types unimolecular, bimolecular, intramolecular, and aromations. In that you do not have your inter intramolecular and aromations, you just have your unimolecular and bimolecular in syllabus. Right? Why it is known as unimolecular? Because the reaction is rate of reaction is determined only in the first step. One first step is the rate determining step, or it is the first order reaction. So that is why it is known as your
1: unimolecular.
0: And so, uh, the the other way round is your bimolecular. SN1 is known as substitution nucleophile unimolecular. In this reaction, the rate determining step will be involved, will involve only one molecule. That is, rate determining step, one molecule, also known as the first order reaction, which we did when we did the chemical kinetics, right? Yeah. Coming to hydrolysis, hydrolysis of the alkyl group. Now, coming to the first example of a substitution reaction. First example is your hydrolysis of alkyl halide. Alkyl halide is your RX group where you have an alkyl group and a halogen group attached to it. Now, you remembered we did 1 degree, 2 degree, 3 degree molecules. 1 degree, 2 degree, 3 degree molecules,
1: carbon,
0: carbon, carbon, carbon. And 3 degree is all 3 carbons. So, when you have hydrophilic, whenever you have SN1 reaction, the best suitable type is your 3 degree or the tertiary. We call it as tertiary compound or tertiary carbon will be more uh, you know, liable for the substitution reaction. So, Rx, where R is a 3 degree compound, plus you have your water H2O. So, this will split up into H plus plus O minus, OH minus. So, what will happen? This OH minus will go and replace or it will substitute X to form ROH plus this H positive will combine with this negative x which has just come out or the x can remain as it is clear
1: yeah
0: any doubts still here
1: no okay
0: Can
1: I go to 100 rather than this? Is
0: it visible? Yeah. Okay, see, now there is an
1: example which is given here. That is, let me pull it down. You have a substitution reaction where it is
0: ch3 whole thrice c, cl means it will be c ch3 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 cl this will be the structural form of it plus h2o so this h2o h plus plus o minus oh minus the oh minus will substitute chlorine To form your alcohol. Plus you will get Cl minus. This Cl minus will combine with hydrogen to form HCl. Clear? Now this does not happen in one go. It happens in step by reaction. Okay. So what is the step? We will be learning each and every step in detail. So the first step. Involves the formation of carbocation. What is carbocation? A carbon compound which has positive charge in it is known as a carbocation. So first you need to form a carbocation. So what happens is Cl, then I'm writing here CH3 whole thrice. So, this is the compound we have. What is this? What happens? How does a carbon cap- uh, This thing? It is the slowest step and your rate determining step. So, because of the substitution, when you add a nucleophile, this chlorine or this halogen leaves the compound, leaves this compound and forms. What do you get? You get CH3. Whole thrice Cl, uh, C plus, C plus ion plus Cl minus. So this what C plus ion is formed is your carbo cation. Clear? So this is the first. Oh, why one. will
2: the chlorine leave like that?
0: Because of the presence of this uh, nucleophile. So here I have not sorry. added the nucleophile, but because when I add nucleophile, the first thing when I take this compound and, and I add say water to it, where water OHN is a nucleophile, what will happen? Looking at that, it will start moving out. It will start pushing the chlorine out. Right? And because of which you will get yeah. carbocation formation. And it is the, the first step that is carbocation formation is the slowest of all. So, that is why it is known as your rate determining step.
1: Clear? Yeah. Okay. Give me just one minute. Now, going to the second step, after
0: the second step, you, are uh, sorry, after the first step, step one is the slowest of all and in the SN1 and it is the rate determining step. Now, what happens in the second step is the nucleophile will attack, the nucleophile will now attack. How will it attack? It will not split up into OH and H minus, but see what happens is. You have your CH3. Let me write this as R3. Right? My R means CH3. R3C plus plus H2O. So, this is my nucleophile. Right? Then you have a...
1: Your H2O is basically the OH minus.
0: Yes. So, what will happen is R3C you will have O H H Now, because this oxygen which has a lone pair will be given to the carbon to form a bond. So, the carbon will become positively charged, right? To form this bond, this bond between carbon and oxygen, the carbon has to donate its electron, right? Yes or no?
1: Yeah.
0: So, when it donates its electron, it becomes positively charged? And very well know that carbon will never exist as a positive state. It will become very, you know, uh, crazy looking itself into a positive state. It will say, please make me negative as soon as possible. So what will happen is immediately when this compound is formed, this complex compound, intermediate or, yeah, intermediate compound is formed, the next step to it will be, what happens is thus ah, uh, sorry again I'm writing C S three R three C O plus H H again one molecule of water is still there which I can write as H just a minute huh?
1: Okay, so what
0: happens is, when we have one more molecule of water, obviously I will not take just one molecule of the compound, that is R3C, R3CCL, and one molecule of water, Is it, not, it is not possible, right? So we will take some amount of it. So we will have more than one molecule. So the second molecule of water will come This to make this oxygen, which is very crazy looking at to the positive charge, will ask hydrogen to come out and attach itself to them and give this electron to oxygen. So, when it gives its electron to oxygen, the oxygen says, okay, now I am relaxed with one oxygen and one uh, oxygen thing. Now, I am relaxed because I am now negative charged. Right? And this hydrogen, h OH again H. This will form your H2O and one more H which is left will go and combine with the chlorine which is formed which was removed to form your HCl. Clear? Okay.
1: okay. You
0: want me to remove the written part here?
1: Okay. Got it. Got it? yeah
0: okay now in the second step the nucleophile which we take should be polar protic solvent now what is polar protic solvent that once we are going through certain points that time i'll make you understand what does polar protic solvent means this nucleophile should be a solvent which is a polar protic solvent right What it is, I'll tell you in detail once we go down. Now, there are certain points which we should be knowing. That about SN1, it is a unimolecular that I discussed that it is the the slowest step, is the first step and which is used for the rate determination. That is why it is known as the unimolecular thing. Yeah. Basically, it is not true as it's a complex reaction involves more than one step where molecularity is not mentioned. Uh, Basically, it is not possible because you are seeing that it is not happening in one step. It can go with one step, two step or even three step if you do not have a carbocation formation. Many a times what happens is if you have a one degree, two degree, three degree carbocation, 3 degree hai, so it's fine, it will immediately go to the second step. If at the first step, if you form a 3 degree, then immediately it will go for the next step. But if it has a 2 degree, it will try converting into 3 degree. So, that time there is an addition of one more step. So, until and unless it gets that stability, it will not move further. So, that is why mostly there are involvement of more than 2 steps also if it is not getting its 3 degree uh, stability of the carbocation. But here in SN1 on basis of step 1 which is the slowest step it is mentioned as unimolecular step also called as the first order reaction or rate determining step. That is rate of the reaction is directly proportional to the concentration of the carbocation formed clear? Because first step may we are forming the carbocation. Yes? Do you agree to it?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what do you get? More the carbocation is stable, the more, more is the rate of reaction and does not depend on the nucleophile group. It will never depend on which nucleophile you are using. It will only depend on which carbocation it is. 1 degree, 2 degree or 3 degree. Lower concentration of the H2O, that is nucleophile, will not affect the reaction. Formation of carbocation, that is stable carbocation, will always be responsible for the reaction, rate of reaction. Number 2. Rearrangement of the carbocation takes place. The, as I explained to you right now, if it is 2 degree, and you see there are chances that it can go to 3 degree, Then they will go to 3 degree. More stable of the carbocation and it will not affect the rate. Because carbocation formation is done in the first step. So rearrangement will not affect its rate of reaction. Now coming to polar protic solvent. Now what is polar protic solvent? You remembered water is a polar solvent. H plus OH minus
1: yeah
0: yes do you agree with this water is a polar solvent so that is what you mean by the word polar Yeah, yeah, yeah now this polarity this polarity which the water has i'm taking water as an example there are other polar solvents also so because of the polarity of the water what happens the rx bond breaks The Rx bond, you told them how do chlorine move out on its own. It is not the chlorine which moves out on its own. It is because of the polarity. This will pull this and this OH will pull this towards itself. As a result, this bond will break. So, this will be dielectric property of water. This is a very good property of water because of which water is known as a universal solvent. because it weakens the bonds bonds and allows it to dissolve clear so that is what is your dielectric property die means two electric means charge so you have two charges in water that is positive and negative charge clear yeah okay bit tricky or okay
1: so far it's okay 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 <laughs>
0: Understanding it or not?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm understanding it.
0: Okay, then it's fine. Okay. Whew. Okay. Moving to the next, we have protic solvent. Protic solvent, that is H plus ion. Now say, if I have chlorine, chlorine is a negative charge. So what will it do? The H plus ion will form a cage around itself because not a
1: ligand or what?
0: yeah not ligand exactly but it because of the bonding chlorine is surrounded and closes it in sn1 protic is very important but sn2 it is not important why this is important because like it should form us it should enclose the halogen group which has moved or it has to enclose or protect the Uh, x group which has been removed this x group which is removed it has to be protected so that it does not come back and because we know that the C, what we know is r x the x goes and it forms r plus plus x minus now because this is also a positive charge this is a negative charge they may again combine and form r x. Right? There are chances they may have combined it from Rx. So, it will be a reversible reaction, I could say.
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah? So, to stop that from happening or to stop that reversal process from happening, what does the protic solvent do? Now, polar protic, polar means it has charge. And protic means it will encircle the X group. It will encircle the X group and not allow it to. Now see, this chlorine is being encircled by the water molecule. Will it now attach to the carb R here? No. So what is going to happen? The R plus will remain as it is and X will remain as it is. They will not combine. And then the R will can be moved forward for your other steps. Clear? Yeah, okay. Got it? Why you need a polar protic solvent so that the RX yeah. which has been split up because of the polarity of the solvent will not combine together
1: again? Is this like some kind of uh, bonding or something? Yeah,
0: bonding between the C here, CROH, the C. The water molecules only will bond together. And it will form a cage-like structure. Got it? The hydrogen bonds will be there. See, this is hydrogen bond. This is hydrogen bond. This is hydrogen bond. One molecule of water. One molecule of water. So, they will form a hydrogen bond together. And cover up the, like close the chlorine. And not allow it to go back and attach itself to the
1: carbocation
0: which is formed. Okay. Got it? Yeah. See here. So as water is a solvent, has many molecules, some surround and close chlorine, whereas others react with R group. If protic is not present, then the chlorine formed in the step 1 reacts back with R group and no carbocation is formed. So, as a result, they will be Rx again and the reaction will not move further. Coming to next point, it is an exothermic reaction. Exothermic means heat is is given out. Now, here, see here, two things are happening. Here, your Rx is breaking also and R, say N, is forming also, right? So, whenever you have to break bond, you have to give energy, give I energy. I, I'll put it as heat and whenever there is bond formation, it will release heat. So, this released heat is more compared to the heat which is being given to the bond breaking bond formation more strong energy released here less that is why your delta h will be less than zero so that is why it is an exothermic reaction clear yeah your sn1 reaction is always preferred at lower temperature It does not require much higher temperature to happen.
1: Coming to the next.
0: You have enough now. Now coming to the stereochemistry, stereochemistry means what type of retention inversion, what type of product is formed, retention inversion, you have done, I guess. I don't think
1: so. Don't? No.
0: No, your basic chemistry, organic chemistry starts now only, right?
1: Yeah, I think we are yet to do uh, uh, synthetic rules
0: synthetic ones no but then racemic these are known as your you know those things uh, stereochemistry of the compound
1: yeah I don't think we've gone much in detail of towards
0: that stereochemistry have not gone in much okay but then I'll explain you what is retention and inversion right now see you have carbon right it has three which is being paired up in the carbocation Three pairing is done, right? Carbon has four bondings. Do you agree? Three are being paired up. One P orbital is like this. It is empty here now, right? Now the nucleophile which is coming from outside can attach here also or it can attach here also. It is a random thing nothing is predicted that it will attach to the upper end of the the P orbital or the lower end of the P orbital. It is a random thing which happens. Now, when it attaches to the upper end, it forms retention. We call it as retention product, right? And when it attaches to the lower end, we call it inversion. Means what happens is if this is an arrow, if it is here, then you consider it as retention. Once we do the stereochemistry, I'll explain you. But when you invert it, when this product goes down here, then that becomes inversion. Clear?
1: Yeah, okay.
0: So, this is what we get. So, we get a 50% inversion or we get mostly we see that we get a more than 50% retention and less than uh, 50% as the inversion both retention inversion is formed in SN1 in the condition that R is a chiral carbon. What is a chiral carbon? Chiral carbon is a carbon which will not have all the four, which will have all the four bonds different. Means different functional groups. Say for example here OH, here it will be CH3, C2, H5, and here you will be seeing say you have one hydrogen attached. So Is there any similarity with the functional group which is attached to this carbon? No. So this type of carbon which will have its all four bondings different from each other, that is known as your chiral carbon.
1: Wait ma'am, how is this different? I don't think it, I don't see a difference.
0: Why? This is OH group, this is methyl, this is ethyl and this is hydrogen.
1: Oh, like that. Okay. That
2: way. Got it. Okay. So that is what we call it as a chiral carbon. So the R is a chiral carbon
0: here. That the R is a chiral carbon. When both retention and inversion is formed, then a racemic mixture is formed. When you have 50% retention and 50% inversion product formed together, then that compound is known as your racemic mixture. Racemic mixture. Clear? That compound is known as your racemic mixture. Got it? What is stereochemistry? The chlorine can be attached here also, here also. It can leave. The nucleophile can come and attach at the upper part or at the lower part. When it attaches at the upper part it is retention, when it attaches to the lower part it is inversion. When you have 50-50 of both then that is known as your racemic mixture. Clear?
2: How do you know the bottom part? It's just orientation right?
0: Yeah, it's the orientation. Okay.
1: Now, see here, it is that uh, it is said that the retention
0: and inversion will be formed 50 50 by chance, but it is practically seen that you get more of retention product and less of uh, inversion products. The reason behind that is that, like, uh, why do you think that happens? The reason behind that in step one, chlorine removed is negative, so it will keep moving around its bond sorry my mistake retention will be less than fifty percent and inversion will be more than fifty percent my mistake okay. this is what it is retention matlab hoga or it will be more here it will be less here it will be more the reason being that is say now what happens is,
2: You have carbon here, see Right? The chlorine has just got removed out of this bond here It is still loitering around here it is not completely away from it it is still in the solution and it is still loitering around here so if a nucleophile which is a negative charge comes near it will it accept any negative charge it will repel right it will repel but here there is no such condition of repulsion so the nucleophile will easily attach here rather than here, because of the repulsion, it prefers to attach itself here. So, you get more inversion product than retention product. Got it?
1: Yeah, okay.
2: Okay. So, I'll show you a video on SN1 reaction, a bit of it, and then we'll wind up the factors of SN1, I'll do it next time because it's too much for you today. Remember the main pointers also and that also. Give me one minute, okay?
3: So, what do we have right here? Okay, now, let's find out. This is just a water molecule. And this right over here, let's see, we have one, two, three carbons in our backbone. So, this would be meth eth propane. We all have single bonds right here. So, this is propane. Let me write that out. This is, give myself some space, propane. And then on the number two carbon, I have both a methyl group and a bromo group. And bro bromo comes before methyl in alphabetical order, so I could write this as two bromo, two bromo, two methyl, two two methyl methyl propane. So that's this molecule that we have right over here. Now what we're going to imagine it's sitting in some water, and I have one water. Right over here. Let's imagine that we have. Look, we have this bromine right over here. It's pretty neutral, and it's neutral because it has, or it is neutral because it has seven valence electrons. One, two, or you could say, it, or it has the charge equivalent. It has one, two, three, four, five, six, and then it has half of this bond that's composed of two electrons. So that's what's keeping this neutral right over here. But we do know that bromine. Well, you know, it's 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 not completely unstable. If it were to take an electron, because that would get it to eight valence electrons. We know that it's more electronegative than carbon, which means that if it's sharing a bond, it's more likely to take the entire bond than carbon is. So let's imagine a scenario. Let's imagine a scenario where bromine takes these two carbons in this bond right over here. And this isn't going to be a super fast thing that happens because this molecule right over here, the two bromo two methyl propane is actually reasonably stable. So I'm not saying that this is going to just happen automatically. It's going to happen super fast, but it could happen. And so to show that this isn't going to be a, you know, only a one way reaction, I'll show that it's in equilibrium. So the equilibrium, I'll draw two arrows like that. And so once this happens, the bromine, would turn into a bromide anion. So let me draw it right over here. So the bromide anion, so it's going to have one, two, three, four, five, six, and then both electrons from that shared bond both electrons from that shared bond it now has a it now has a -1 charge now if that happened what would happen to this leftover to i guess what's now going to be this this the 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 thing that the bromine was connected to i guess you could say well let's draw that so we have this carbon our number 2 carbon we have CH3 right over there then we go back to a CH3 And then I had this blue methyl group. So I had this blue methyl group right here. And the way I'm drawing it, it kind of pops out of the page. My best attempt to draw it popping out of the page. So this is it popping out of the page. And now, what's its charge going to be? Well, it just gave up half of this bond, the equivalent of of an electron's charge. So it just gave up, you could kind of think of it as giving up an electron. So this is going to have a positive charge. This is going to have a positive charge. And a positive charged carbon like this, we would call this a carbocation. So this right over here is a carbocation. Carbocation, positive charge. And the reason why this is not a crazy thing to happen is that this is a tertiary carbon, which means it is connected to three other carbons. One, two, three. A tertiary carbon, one way to think about it is that this, 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 this positive charge can kind of be shared with its brothers a little bit more. So tertiary, a tertiary carbocation is more stable than a secondary and definitely more stable than a primary. Secondary would be if it was only connected to two carbons, but this is tertiary so let me write this down. This is a tertiary carbocation. Co- this, this carbon is connected to three other carbons. That's where the tertiary comes from. So once again, it can happen. I'm not saying that this reaction is just going to go super fast in that direction. That's why we did these equilibriums, this, these, this, these equilibrium arrows. Now let's bring this oxygen into play. So let's bring, now let's bring this, it's not, sorry, not the oxygen. Let's bring this water into play. So this water, as you can imagine, the water is neutral. It might seem, it seems pretty reasonable in this state, but it does have a, the, the oxygen end of the water does have a partial negative charge. We've seen in the past, we've, we've seen in the past that because oxygen is a lot more electronegative than the hydrogens, that you have a partial negative side on the side of the oxygens, and you have a partial positive ch- charge on the side of the hydrogens on the side of the hydrogens. And so you have this positive carbocation. This has a partially negative charge. So you could imagine that this, this molecule might be attracted to this nucleus. Now, it's not going to be super attracted the way that a hydroxide anion would. A hydroxide ion has a full negative charge. This only just has a little partial negative charge. But it could still be attracted to something very positive like this. So in this situation, the water molecule is a weak nucleophile. So this is a weak, a weak nucleophile. No, not as strong as a hydroxide anion that has a full negative charge, but if it sees something positive like this and it bumps in the right way, you could imagine that one of these pairs of this oxygen would then go one of these pairs on this oxygen would then go and essentially form a bond with this carbon, making this carbon making this carbon right over here neutral. So what is that going to look like? And this might happen a little, this would happen faster, so I'm not going to do this as an equilibrium. This could happen like this. And let me, let me just copy and paste the bromine so I don't have to redraw the whole thing. So, so let me copy and let me paste it. So that's our bromine right over there, draw it right there. Actually let me erase that little, this little smudge and make sure it still has a negative charge. So negative charge, it's a bromide anion now and now let me draw the everything else. So I have this carbon, this carbon, let me scroll down a little bit more space. Carbon, I have the carbon in the back, CH3. I have the carbon on top, CH3. I have the carbon in front. I have the carbon in front, like that, CH3. And now my oxygen, or I should say this molecule right over here, the water molecule, has attached to the carbon. So, these two electrons, you could say they've attacked the carbon. They now form a bond with the carbon they form now, so those, these are those two electrons in this covalent bond. And now let's draw the rest of this. So you have the oxygen, you have these two electrons right over here, these two valence electrons, and then you have one hydrogen, and then another hydrogen. Now, what is going to be the charge, what is going to be the charge right over here on the oxygen? Well, it was it had a partial negative charge just because it's more electronegative, but it just gave, it just gave the, 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 uh, it essentially half of a bond, half of a pair. It's now sharing, or it's now sharing a pair with this carbon. So it's equivalent of giving up one electron's equivalent of charge. So you would now say that this thing right now has a positive, a positive charge. So you could imagine, you could imagine, maybe another water molecule comes along maybe another water molecule comes along. we draw another water molecule right over here. We're sitting in water so there's plenty of water molecules. So another water molecule might come along and say, okay well you know this is this this thing right over here is positive but this the oxygen is hogging is is hogging these bonds a little bit more than the hydrogens, especially now that it's become positive. And so this might give its pair to a hydrogen proton and then this hydrogen, and then this bond with the hydrogen will go entirely, entirely to, entirely to the oxygen. Let me draw that in a different color. So this bond, this bond right over here, goes entirely, goes entirely to the oxygen. Electronegativity means if there's, a, if this is more electronegative than that, that if a bond breaks, that that pair is more likely to go to the more electronegative, the more electronegative molecule or I should say the more electronegative atom. So what will this look like when all is said and done? So let's draw an arrow like this. So let me draw my main, my main molecule. So I have the carbon, it has bonded to another carbon right up there. It's bonded to another carbon right over there. We have our carbon in front, we have our carbon in front, just like that. We have the bond with our oxygen. So we have our bond with our oxygen right over there. So that's our oxygen. It ha- we have this bond with a hydrogen. This bond with a hydrogen. We have this pair. And now it has gained this pair. It has gained this pair that was with that hydrogen. So just like this, this is now neutral. It went from being positive, It over here, it only had half of this bond. So it's kind of the the equivalent of one electron charge. Now it has the whole bond. So now it has the equivalent. It has literally has both electrons. So now this thing is neutral. And now this molecule right over here becomes a hydronium cation. Let me draw that. So this water, so let me see. So that's the two hydrogens right over there. This is that pair that is on top. And now, and now it is sharing, it is sharing this pain, this, this pair with the hydrogen, essentially with a proton. So with the hydrogen, with this hydrogen, right over here, with this hydrogen. Right over here. And now this will have a positive charge. This is a hydronium. This is a hydronium cation. And maybe this bumps into another water molecule and does the same thing with it. And it just keeps going on and on and on. And of course, we can't, we can't forget, we can't forget our bromide anion friend. So there's our bromide anion friend. Got a negative charge right over there. And so what are we left with? Well, we are left with, well, there's a little bit of, there's, there's a, there's this hydronium cation as a positive charge. You have this bromide anion. And now what is this molecule now called? Well, we'll go into more detail in the future. But when you have a hydroxyl group attached to the carbon backbone, it is an alcohol. And so our main backbone, once again, has one, two, three carbons. So that tells it's prope. But instead of just saying propane, it's propanol. So let's write that down. This is prop, 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 bond. And some people say just propanol generally, but if we want to be a little bit particular, this is the, the hydroxyl group is attached to the number 2 carbon. So we would say propan 2, propan 2-ol. Two and of course, we still have this blue methyl group. So we could say 2-methyl, 2, 2-methyl. Two, two, Methyl, let make this 2-methylpropon-2-all is what we are left with. Now, let's think about what we can name, what we can name this reaction we just saw. Well, we've just substituted a bromo group with a hydroxyl group, so I think it's reasonable to say that this is going to be a substitution reaction. Substitution. And we substituted with a, it was a weak nucleophile, but it was a nucleophile nonetheless. So it involved a nucleophile. nucleophile. But this one, unlike the SN2 reaction, in the rate determining step, and this is the rate determining step, this is the slowest step of the process. Everything else will just kind of of start happening once this thing happens. This thing kind of is in equilibrium. This is the rate determining step. Only one reactant is involved in the rate determining step. One reactant in rate determining step, rate determining step. In this this case, it was the bromo group, so you might guess what we're going to call it. It's substitution involving a nucleophile, so nucleophilic substitution. You can imagine it stands for nucleophilic, and only one reactant is involved in the rate determining step. So this right over here, this whole reaction that we've now drawn is an SN1 reaction.
1: Clear till here? Yeah, ma'am. Good.
0: I think your SN1 reaction is now very, very clear. Yeah. Okay, then.